So I'm like, all right, we get on the Manhattan Bridge, we're on the roadway, cars are going by like 50, 60 miles an hour. I'm in the lead, Tony's right behind me. And all of a sudden he's like, I got a cramp, I got a cramp. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I slow down a little bit. And then a cop lights us up. Welcome to the Fever Talk podcast for a short episode of the most memorable ride. Our guest today, maybe you know him under the Instagram name of Not Chaz. Maybe you know him under his nickname, Chaz, or maybe from his real name, Charles Christensen. Uh, Chaz is a cyclist, he's an artist, he's an adventurer, he's done incredible adventures on his bike, but today he tells us the story of his most memorable ride, and he takes us into the world of alley cat racing back when he was one of the best bike messenger in the world. Here's Chaz's most memorable ride. This podcast episode is brought to you by Hammerhead. If you're also constantly dreaming about your next adventure, your next big ride, your next crazy outing, the Hammerhead Karoo 2 is your companion to help you see the road ahead, whether it's a steep incline, a windy descent, or simply some place new and wonderful waiting to be explored. The Karoo has been my own companions on a lot of adventures, and I can attest that it is a good companion to have, so check it out. Right now, our listeners can get a free heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Hammerhead Karoo Visit hammerhead.io right now and use promo code FEVER at checkout to get yours today. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people will know you under the name of Chaz, but your real name is Charles Christensen? Charles Christensen, or not Chaz. Or I not think a Chaz. lot of people will know me as not Chaz. All right. And so... I mean, you've done a bunch of different style of cycling and racing. You started as a bike messenger. Now you're doing ultra endurance racing. Ah, I mean, what else? Yeah. I mean, gravel, mountain bike, pretty much everything except for sanctioned road racing. Okay. I have done about everything but like the serious, the most serious type of cycling because it's got to be fun. <laughs> and you've been racing for how many, or, or into cycling or having cycling as a job in one way or, an, or another? Uh, almost from 20 years 20 now. Years? So I was a courier for, a bike messenger for about 12 years. And somewhere in the middle of that, I started racing fixed gear criteriums through like the Red Hook criteriums. And then that's kind of how I got sponsored and then got into gravel and then ultra endurance cycling. But it's always, I mean, I've been riding bikes since I was a kid. I used to, you know, ride to school, take the BMX out to the BMX jumps and like try not to break bones. So it's always yeah. kind of been a part of my life. Cool. So, I mean, I met you at the West Fjords Way in, uh, in Iceland, which was for me a pretty memorable ride. But it was just like one, one event out of all the 20 years <laughs> that you've done. So I'm curious, what is, what is your most memorable ride or, or one that comes to mind now and that you would like to share the story of? Okay, there's a bunch of different rides that I think I would like to share, but there's one in particular that took 10 years for me to get to this ride. Oh, wow. And so there's this race called Monster Track. It's basically the world championship of alley cat racing, which is an unsanctioned street race the bike messengers participate in that essentially allows you to say, who's the best bike messenger? Like, who's the best at picking it up and dropping it off? Okay, so that's alley cat racing. That's alley cat racing, okay. where it simulates a work day as a bike messenger. You get a manifest with a list of addresses. The first person to go to all the addresses 
to get a signature or a stamp to prove you were there and finish wins. Other than that, there is no rules. You can get on the freeway, you can grab onto cars, you run red lights. It's literally just who's the fastest in the streets, who knows the streets the best, who can dodge traffic the best, everything. So the monster track happens in New York City. It happens in March of every year in the middle of winter. And it is the world championship of alley cat racing. Wow. It's multiple manifests. So, you know, you'll be racing for like three to four hours. It starts at like 4 p.m., finishes well after dark. Hundreds of people start and they whittle it down. Every manifest, there's like 100 of the second manifest, 75 of the third manifest, 25 of the last manifest. So as you're racing, you're slowly whittling down the field till it's just like the top racers. Okay, and everyone has the same list of manifests, like same list of tasks to accomplish. Yes, everyone straight. has the, all the manifests are the same, but you can only do it on a brakeless track bike. Brakeless track bike, oh wow. Okay. So that's the big thing. It's like a lot of alley cat races, any bike you want, anything goes, but this is brakeless track bikes in New York in the winter only. Wow. I've been racing it since 2008. As long as I've been a bike messenger, this has been like the Mount Everest. And the first time I went out, I think I got like 97th place. Okay. You know, I just totally tanked, never been in New York City, got hit by like three cars, like crashed a bunch of times, lost my manifest. But slowly over the years, I started getting better and better at it. And I should note that no non-New Yorker had ever won this race. It oh, was wow. always a New Yorker. Out-of-towners would come from, from Europe. This guy, Yumbo from Copenhagen came and dropped a crank arm and got second place with one crank arm. Oh my God. This guy, Sino from Japan, from Tokyo, who was like the world champion bike messenger, came and got second place. And so over the years, like so many people have come close, but it's always been like a New Yorker to win it. And so I would start racing. I would travel out every year. I would train. So I would go out and work in the streets of New York City as a bike messenger for like weeks before the race to like get in the groove and learn the traffic and everything. And, you know, I got third place. I got fourth place. I got fifth place. I got second place. Oh my God. And I have to ask, like, what do you win? If you win, is it mostly street cred or is it? It's mostly street cred, but you get a bag. And so as a bike <laughs> messenger, your messenger bag is how you make your money. Yeah. And they're made, most of the time, they're handmade by these small companies. Sometimes you get custom embroiders, but you put patches on it and it's how like when you win a bike messenger world championship, which is different, there's like a separate world championship, you win a bag. If you win North American championships or European championships, the bag is how you show people what's up. And if you yeah. go to a different city, you can tell people by their bags. If you win Monster Track, you win this bag by this company called Reload. And they made the sickest custom bags. And they were always like spooky, dark, like demon themed bags that said Monster Track Champ on the back. And so for me, I always wanted to win the bag. Yeah. And so I had this rivalry with this guy named Chris from New York, the best alley cat racer I've ever met in my entire life. Hands down, one of my best friends. He has a bunch of the bags. Wow. And we would race together and he would always beat me. And this guy named Austin Horse before that, Red Bull athlete, amazing guy, has a bunch of bags. Alfred Bobet, New York bike messenger, has a bunch of bags. I would race against all of them and I would always get like second or third place. You needed your, you needed your bag. I needed my bag. And so in 2000 and... 19. Oh my God. 11 years after you started 11 racing that race. 11 years after I started racing this race. And I'd been racing it. Like I'd raced it every year. It was the yep. one thing. I missed it one time because I was crossing the Darien Gap with Austin Horse, which was going to be my other story because we actually got held up by the fart gorillas in the middle of the jungle at gunpoint. But this one's better. We'll, we'll, if you can we'll, believe it. We'll do another podcast at some point <laughs> for that story. But so, Monster Track. We're racing Monster Track and immediately... The, they start, it's hectic. They just Everyone starts in Tompkins Square Park, 100 people. If you've ever been to Tompkins Square Park, there's like 20 ways in and 20 ways out. 
And so they say go, but you don't have your manifest. You have to go pick up your first manifest someplace else. So a hundred and like, I think at this point, like 250 people start the race. Everyone's sprinting through the Lower East Side to get to this dead end street to get their manifest. And as we get there, my buddy Chris, he's like, give me a manifest. Because it's kind of like, you know, there's like rules, but there's not really rules. And so I go in and I'm like, I shouldn't get this dude a manifest. Like, as my friend, but like, it's he's also biggest rival. my biggest rival. But I grab a man, all the manifests are stuck into a wall of like a chain link fence. So you just grab a bunch of manifests and I give him one because so he doesn't have to get off his bike. And we leave and it's, you know, it's a one way street. So as we're leaving, everyone else is coming in because we're in the lead of the race and we get split up. And immediately I'm like, this is the start of like a three hour race. I don't know which way Chris went, but there's this other kid, Tony, young kid, who's like me, never won, but come close. And me and Tony are like, I'm like, let's do it, dude. He's a New Yorker. Like, we're going to go. So we go, but then he doesn't really know where he's going. Like, I love Tony, but like, I'm kind of calling the race. He's helping a little bit, but I'm like, I'm here, I'm there, we're going here. And this is the hard part about these races is you're dodging traffic on a brakeless bike in New York City while also looking at a sheet of paper with a bunch of addresses, trying to figure out the best order. Yeah to hit all these addresses, the most efficient route. And so we're just, we're flying. And you start with, if you're a favorite, like any bike race, you get marked. So there's like 15 kids behind us trying to stay with us, getting in our way. And slowly as we're hitting all of these checkpoints, kids are getting dropped, kids are getting hit by cars. Everything's just happening around you and you're flying through traffic. And so we get all the way uptown. So you start all the way Lower East Side, bottom Manhattan, you get all the way uptown and we're up there. And I realized we made a mistake. We missed a checkpoint. And I'm like, Tony, we have to go back and get this checkpoint. Like we miss this checkpoint, right? So we turn around, we go back to this checkpoint and we see Chris and a bunch of other racers in his own little group because he's a marked man following him and we cross paths. But in a race like this, you don't know what someone's at. You don't know what their manifest looks yeah, like. You have no you have idea no what idea. If order you're winning, if you're check. losing. It's not like a cyclocross race or a road race where you can be like, oh, they're ahead of me. They're behind me. And the whole time I'm like, I'm fucking gonna beat you, Chris. Like you're just screaming at each other when you pass. And we do this a bunch of times in Manhattan because we're obviously running different routes. Yeah. So we finish the first two manifests, and me and Tony are in the lead. Cause they you know when you go pick up your next manifest, they're like, you're the first person to get it. And so me and Tony are we're doing it. The sun is set. It had already it had snowed, the rain's all slushy and everything. And we, the last Monster Track always starts in Manhattan and finishes in Brooklyn. Okay. And so when you cross from Manhattan to Brooklyn, you cross one of the bridges, Williamsburg, the Queensboro, the Manhattan Bridge, and there's bike paths on these bridges. You don't take the bike path. You always get on the roadway. You go, some of the people grab onto cars, grab a skitch, which if you think about on a roadway and a brakeless track bike, grabbing onto a car going 50 miles an hour, kind it's of nuts. insane. It's nuts. I don't really do that. And so as me and Tony are leaving Manhattan, knowing we're in the lead, the sun is set, it's dark. We're going to go over the Manhattan Bridge. And he's like, we got to take the roadway. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, we got this. Like, play it safe. Let's take the bike path. And he's like, we're taking the roadway. And if you've ever gone in New York from Canal Street right there, there's all the arches. You're going on the Manhattan Bridge. It's this big funnel. So I'm like, all right. We get on the Manhattan Bridge. We're on the roadway. Cars are going by like 50, 60 miles an hour. I'm in the lead. Tony's right behind me. And all of a sudden, he's like, I got a cramp. I got a cramp. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I slow down a little bit. And then a cop lights us up. Totally oh illegal to God. be on the roadway. So the cop comes and I literally look back and I'm like, there's only one cop and Tony's got a cramp and I got left him there. It's racing. It's like it's we're racing, racing together. He's not on my team. Yeah. And also in my head, I'm like, this cop can't pull over both of us. And Tony's already cramping. He's dropping back. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I sprint over the bridge. The cop stops Tony. Leave him behind. <laughs> That's the best. But karma. 
I get over the top of the bridge. I'm going down. There's those huge expansion grates and all the bridges. It's pitch black. It's like raining and wet. I smash my front tire. Oh my and I'm running tubeless on my track bike because of zip, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Doesn't seal. So I almost die. And then I'm flying down the Manhattan Bridge at dark with a flat front tire, just like everywhere all over the road. I get off the bridge. And I'm also like, there's cops. Like, I have to get off this bridge right now. There's no place to stop. The cops are going to get me. I get off the bridge and I'm like, fuck what do I do? Like I'm in the lead of this race. I have a flat front tire. It's tubeless. So it's like changing a tube and all that. It's like, that's not going to take, there's no, it's, there's it's no, long. I can't put my hand up. No one's going to come with a tire, no. you know, and no I'm support. Like, what do I do? But the next checkpoint is immediately under the Manhattan bridge. It's like three blocks away. So I'm like, whatever, I'm going to go to the checkpoint, figure it out. I ride to the checkpoint on the flat tire. Guess who's pulling away from the checkpoint as I'm pulling Chris, in? Chris right there. And he's like, you fucking blew it, dude. And I'm like, oh my God. And I turned to the checkpoint worker and I'm like, give me your front wheel right now. Straight up, took the front wheel off the dude's wow. bike, like left him. He's like, what? And I'm like, this is a zip wheel on a fill hub, which for those of you who don't know is like a really big deal. Like the a guy's ball. winning. Yeah. The guy's winning in the exchange. Well, also, I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you have to keep this wheel, I'm taking your like shitty wheel and you're going to get this like hundreds of dollar wheel. I take his wheel and I chase after Chris. There's three checkpoints to go every time he's right in front of me. I could see him and I'm stronger than Chris. Chris is better in traffic. Okay. Chris is better at routing. I have the physical fitness. Chris has the knowledge. The knowledge. Yeah. And so we're going, this other top contender, this dude, Crusha, is with me. And we're getting like, we're like five blocks from the finish of the race. We're going, we're like dodging traffic up Graham Avenue in Brooklyn. It's super hectic. It's like Saturday night. I'm watching and I'm like, Crusha, watch out. Some delivery guy on the left comes off the sidewalk on an electric bike, plows into Crusha takes him out right in front of me like in this big intersection i dodge him and i look up and i see chris basically like at this point like two or three blocks from the finish hang a right pull out right in front of me and i could tell he's oh dying. my god he's dying you could just see you know body language heads down and i'm like this is it and if there's one thing about these races and chris taught me this from the very beginning manifest in hand there's no finish line it's not, there's no bike throw. The first person to put your manifest in the hand of the organizer is the person to win the race. Much like a bike messenger. Yep. It doesn't count until the package is delivered. So I put everything I have into this sprint. Chris doesn't know I'm behind him. And as we come around the last turn to the finish line where the organizer's in front of a bar, you know, a little Brooklyn alleyway, Chris is like dying and I'm like flying in. And I come in and I literally skid in and I shove my manifest right in front of him. Manifest oh in God. hand, beat him by like a Boom. split second. Using his own trick. So good. Got him at the line, won the race. We're both, we basically just crashed into the organizer. You know, like this poor guy is waiting That's for us. Best. And you know, brakeless track bikes, like we don't have brakes. We just came in full speed, but I got my manifest in the hand first. Won the race. There's all, all this commotion. Everyone's like, you didn't do this. You didn't get that checkpoint. Ends up winning the race, which was amazing for me. Like that's like the high point of my story is like, I won Monster Track, I finally got it. Lo and behold, who comes in like three minutes later? Tony. Tony. Tony had who gotten arrested. arrested on the Manhattan Bridge. He, the cop was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm winning a race. I'm winning a race. <laughs> the cop threw his bike on the front of the cop car, drove him over into Brooklyn, oh wrote him a God. ticket, which he then pulls out and says, it says on the ticket, reason for a citation, I'm winning a race, in quotation marks. Gave him the ticket, dropped him off. Tony got back on his bike, finished the rest of the checkpoints, and managed to finish Third. eighth place. Uh, eighth, place. Eighth, place. eighth place. Eighth place. That's really so good. So the whole thing 
I won. Tony gets eighth. Chris comes in second. There's this big commotion. One of my best friends, we almost end up fighting because he's like, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. It happens at the end of every one of these races. There's like the contention period. It turns out he missed a checkpoint oh on the first God. manifest. Oh, my Which, God. He's a stand-up guy. He admitted it. He was like, actually, after everyone cools down, he missed this checkpoint. And so a bunch of people were following him. They that all also missed the, check- missed the checkpoint. Tony ends up getting third place. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. So I ended up winning Monster Track for the very first time. It took me 10 years to get there. Tony ends up getting arrested on the Manhattan Bridge, yet still somehow managed a podium Monster Track. And for me, that was probably one of my greatest riding experiences, even though it wasn't like I've ridden across Europe, I've ridden in all these different countries, done all this crazy stuff. For me, it was in New York City to win a bag. I mean, it seems so intense. Like you could write a, you, there could be a movie about it. So I can see how memorable <laughs> there was it premium is. Premium Rush, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, okay, well, I have to watch um, it. Okay, I mean, and last question. I mean, you remember the story, and that story will last, will stay with you forever. Yeah. What about the bag? The bag will also stay yeah, with you me forever. It? it is the coolest bag I've ever had in my entire life. I'm not even a messenger anymore. I haven't worked on the road in years, and I wear that bag to get groceries. And everyone gives me weird looks because it has like a six-headed demon on the back of it. But for me. This this bag is like yeah, it's, it's, full better, of it's better than any trophy I'll ever win in my life. So I yeah, love it. Monster Track 2019. Sweet. Thank you so much, Chas. <laughs> yeah, that <of> was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.